The Business Animal Podcast is proudly sponsored by WP Engine, your resource for managed WordPress hosting, and Keep, the premier CRM software for small business. Head over to thebusinessanimal.com for the best deals on these two amazing products. Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. I hope everyone is enjoying getting ready for the holiday season. I were hoping that you're listening to this episode on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving in its original launch date. Now, you may be listening in July of next year or good grief, who knows, way down the line. Kara and I are always a little bit shocked when we go back and look at the analytical reports. Did you guys go back and listen to episodes that are older? And trust me, we love that. So thank you if you're listening in um, some other month than November of 2021. Thank you so much for listening. But we're going to be talking about holiday stuff today. Not that that couldn't apply to just about any time of year. I think this topic that we're going to discuss is is appropriate for any time of year. Don't you, Kara? Oh, yeah. I think this is a... Guys, just take this as a lighthearted episode. The big thing is, is that this time of year things get a little crazy or they can slow down depending upon your business. For me, I love the holidays, but they're always kind of dampered by this mad rush to the finish line in the portrait world. So in the photography world, there's this mad rush these last couple months heading into Thanksgiving and Christmas time. And it's insane and it's overwhelming and you can sometimes get a little grumpy about it and start to, you know, just you have to stop and take pause of all of the things that you can be grateful for as a small business owner, and especially as a small business owner in an animal industry. I mean, because we really do have so many things. So that's what Kim and I want to do today. We just want to take a breath and we want to count our blessings as entrepreneurs and talk a little bit about what we have gratitude for and maybe encourage you guys to do the same thing. Just take a breath If you're in your crazy season or if you're in your pre-holiday lull, whatever that looks like for you, just take a a breath and and join us for a little while while we go through and talk about the things that we're grateful for as being entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And you know what, Kara, you see all those gratitude challenges that are going on this time of year. It's like we took them all and shoved them into one episode. So (laughs) we're going to have a a lot of gratefulness. We (laughs) have herded up our (laughs) list of things to be grateful for that we both um, added to. We have sort of herded them into a big three. So we put them in three categories. And those three categories are the first thing to be grateful for is that your impact as a small business owner is much bigger than you. The second one is you get to set your own destiny. Um, And I know Kara just loves when I talk about destiny. (laughs) All those woo-woo words just make me so happy. (laughs) I love destiny. It's so much fun. So but you get to set your own destiny as a entrepreneur. And then the final category, which is probably our favorite category is the small things that matter can matter when you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur. There are some really 
things that that seem like small and trivial, but are hugely impactful to the day-to-day existence of an entrepreneur. And especially for Kara and I, a couple of these are kind of personal. So we'll have those as a treat at the end. So the first category that we have is your impact is bigger than you. And I don't know as though entrepreneurs really realize because we're so in the trenches in the day-to-day the exact amount of impact that our businesses have as a collective on the world. We contribute hugely to the GDPR of whatever country we're in. We facilitate economic growth. um, We create opportunities. We create jobs in the job market. Small business employment is huge and we have good jobs too. Uh, I think that some of the jobs that we offer people are better than working in the corporate machine. And we create new markets. We have there's endless opportunity for innovation. Entrepreneurs are usually the first people to innovate things and to make our lives better. And then other big companies may adopt that that technology and get it more widespread. But it's the entrepreneur out there that innovates it to begin with. And then we also create huge social impact because we do offer jobs in communities where big companies won't go. Here where I live. It's all small entrepreneurial businesses. There aren't a lot of big businesses because we're just too small of an area to be able to offer that. So entrepreneurs are the employment force. What else do you see, Kara, with this? Like, how do you see we we impact beyond ourselves? Yeah, in this section, when we're talking about how the impact is bigger, I think one of the things I always think about is, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago, thinking of myself as a small business owner, owning my own business, being self-employed, working from home, I felt like there was so much stigma around that. And I remember going to the doctors one day and, and they, you have to fill your employment out and I remember putting self-employed and I remember thinking to myself like that sounds like someone who's unemployed and I remember thinking that and it was there was so much stigma around that and today more than ever we have people starting their own businesses and in its commonplace it's normal it's expected it's valued more than ever. And there's so much support out there for small businesses today, either from the entrepreneurial community in general, like I can throw a stone out my front door and hit somebody that started their own business these days and have support from them and network with them. And also, you know, communities have so much more support for small businesses. There's places you could go to get business advice. There's mentors out there. There's loan opportunities. So it's just such a big shift. And I'm so grateful for that because that, you know, has really spurred me forward in my business and given me confidence. The other thing that I love about this impact is that we, y'all, we have amazing clients and customers. And we would never have had the opportunity to meet some of these people if it wasn't for our businesses. And with those amazing human customers and clients comes their animals because we're in an animal-based industry. So I have met so many incredible horses and dogs and goats and pigs and chickens and turkeys <laughs> through this work. And and it's just it's just has brought so much beauty and live lively color to my world. And I mean, if you're listening and you happen to be a client of mine, like if I photographed your animal, I hate to break it to you, but 
that animal is now kind of mine too. Like I'm invested (laughs) and I want to (laughs) know how that animal is doing. I want to follow, I follow your journey. If you're, you know, heading out to a show, I want to applaud you and support you and have a little piece of that because I, I photographed your horse one time, you know, if your animal passes away or is sick, you know, I feel that too for you guys. And it's because as small business owners, we are so intimately connected with the people that we work with and we get to be that way. It's not just that you're another number. So yeah, for me, the impact is so much bigger and I am feeling very grateful today, much more grateful than I was yesterday when we were talking about this topic, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Good deal. I'm happy of the attitude shift and I totally agree with both points that you made. To go back to the first one about the shift in, in the respect that entrepreneurs get today, when you're talking about that, I keep thinking about when I first became an entrepreneur and I would get things from people like, well, when are you going to finish up whatever this is that you're doing and go get a real job? And I am like, this is my real job. This is a real thing. And, and I am thankful that that attitude has started to shift and maybe a little bit of, I'm thankful that my attitude towards it has started to shift because I don't think people have the gumption to say that to me anymore. (laughs) To say, when are you going to go get a real job? I definitely can appreciate that. And yes, the animals are hugely important. As a photographer, I am also invested in every animal that I photograph. And I do follow their stories just like you do. And I want to want to know about them. And I have clients that I work with the coaches, the equine coaches. And a lot of times our discussions end up being around their specific equine coach partner. It's just an amazing thing to be able to work with so many talented and amazing animals in a day and ones that I would never probably interact with otherwise. So, and all the different species. I love how you have turkeys (laughs) in your, your thankfulness for Thanksgiving. I mean, we had a turkey at a photo shoot, so, and he he was a Tom, and he came over, and he stood for the pictures, just like everybody else, and it was pretty fun. Aw, I love Tom turkeys. (laughs) Are you looking to bring awareness to your equine-based product or service, or create a unique way for your audience to feel connected to your brand? Quality horse photos tell your story and breathe life into your marketing. They draw your customers in and create an emotional connection. Powerful images communicate your core values and highlight the benefits your product offers, ultimately proving your business is a voice your customers can trust. It's time to use dynamic images that define your small business and separate you from the rest of the herd. Fast Horse Photography's professional photo library features thousands of searchable images available for businesses just like yours. And guess what? 100% of those images are horse-related. Now, finding the right horse images for your website, social media, and marketing needs is easier than ever. Help your audience see that your brand offers the answers they are looking for. Search for the perfect images for your equine business right now. Spur your customers into action with FastHorsePhotography.com. That's FastHorsePhotography.com. 
So another bucket that we want to look at that's full of gratitude for us is being able to set your own destiny. And I know for a lot of entrepreneurs, this is the reason they become entrepreneurs, right? They want to be able to have a flexible schedule, to be able to create their own work-life autonomy, to get the leadership experience that they want, to have a rewarding career, all of those things, create freedom, all of those things that come with that thought of, of having your own business and being your own boss, which I, I don't agree with. I have a lot of bosses. They're all clients. <laughs> but reality is, is I can do a lot. I have a lot more latitude to play with than I did when I worked in corporate America. So those are great. But I think that there are some deeper things that you can be thankful for here. Breaking stereotypes is one that is jumping off of the list at me this morning. I don't know. I, I live in a world where I've broken through some stereotypical barriers in the careers that I have. And Kara has as well. Photography is a very male dominated and particularly was when I became a photographer in the 90s. It was a very male dominated career. And I probably couldn't have found a job being a photographer very easily as a woman. When I first started becoming a photographer, I work in agriculture, a lot of the animal-based businesses, and we've talked about this before, There, there's a lot of stereotypes that you can break and put aside being an entrepreneur in a specific industry. And just be thankful that entrepreneurship allows you that opportunity. And the other big thing for me in this particular category is that entrepreneurship allowed me to not hit ceilings anymore. When I was in corporate America, I was constantly running into walls and ceilings in my own personal growth, in my career growth. I can't even imagine an employer trying to contain you. Like, I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. Like, of course probably, you were hitting ceilings and walls and windows. <laughs> they were They were probably, I was stressing out some people. I was stressing out some people, I am sure, especially in my, my very corporate cubicle dumb job that I had. I became an entrepreneur kind of accidentally the first time we talked about that on the first episode was the accidental entrepreneur. And then I did go bankrupt and went back to a corporate job. And I wasn't there any length of time at all. And I was like, oh, I cannot live inside this cubicle anymore. I have to get out. I'll be honest, I've, I've had a scrappy experiences in my entrepreneurial journey where I had to be really sacrificial with a lot of things in my life. But the end is, I didn't have a cap to what I could do. It became limitless. Whereas with a corporation, it would have been limited. And I was offered a very good job a few years back uh, with a corporation and making a lot more money than I was making in that moment. And I turned the job down because I saw the potential as an entrepreneur. And I'm thankful that that potential is always there and it's up to me to go get it. What about you, Kara? What do you like about being able to set your own destiny as an entrepreneur? I think about the personal growth that I've achieved and I'm super thankful for that. And it's not something that I thought about I think when I became an entrepreneur, that there was going to be so much personal growth involved in just kind of learning. So I've always been someone that defined myself by my work. Like that was like my definition of who I was, was the type of work that I did. And a lot of people know that I came from working on battered women's issues, violence against women's issues. And that defined me. So leaving that career was like leaving behind my identity and it was pretty earth shattering. So I, I feel like 
when I started my business, there was a lot of personal growth there for me to release some of that need to be defined by my work and still be able to do something that I valued and I loved and I felt like was you know, changing the lives of my clients to some extent for the better because they were, you know, I was, I was meeting their needs and helping with their pain points. So definitely that's been huge for me. You know, just having a career that I'm proud of, a business that I'm proud of is very rewarding to me. And I definitely see those as something to be thankful for. I love the creative freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur. The fact that even in a field that feels super cut and dry as photography, that you can go any direction direction that you want. And I can make choices around what I shoot, who I shoot, when I shoot, you know, I can really make choices around that, that work for me, for my family, for my business, for my creative outlets. That's huge for me. I think another one of the pieces in this that's really big for me is being an entrepreneur has absolutely forced me out of my comfort zone. I have learned that when I get comfortable, it's probably time for me to stretch and grow a little more and to do something new and to try something different in the business because I feel like I am the most on my game when I'm just a little bit uncomfortable. Oh yeah. You know, just a little bit (laughs) out of my comfort zone and growing and learning. And, you know, I have a tendency to kind of float along in, in a happy place. And then I started this relationship with you here on this podcast and you're constantly shoving me out into this like void of uncomfortableness like all the time (laughs) and making me learn new things and do new things and talk about things that are uncomfortable and um so I guess to some in some regard I'm thankful for you for that but yeah definitely the comfort zone piece has been so good for me. I'm dragging you right up through those ceilings with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, You've got me bouncing around with you. (laughs) But along those same lines, you know, we can be grateful for the fact that we can grow at our own speed with what works for us, what works for our families. And if I needed to, as a business owner, kind of float at a place that just is working to get through something with my family, I can do that. I can be flexible that way. And then when life changes up, I can I can grow more and, and speed through that. So I don't know. That's just a pretty, pretty incredible place to be as a small business owner. And then kind of along with this, the last thing that I added here that I think is super important is I get to choose the people I work with. You know, I get to choose at a professional level, the people that I collaborate with, the people that I choose as vendors, as suppliers that I refer people to, but I also get to choose my clients to some extent. Of course, you know, they're making selections and choosing me, but at the same time, if I'm uncomfortable by someone, I don't have to work with them again. You know, if I don't think it's a good fit, I can tell them I don't think it's a good fit. Yeah, I think that's a pretty amazing thing. When I worked for a corporate level, I didn't get to choose you know, those people came to me and there was always this mentality of, you know, your the customer knows best. The customer is always right. And of course, you know, you're going to, as a business owner, you want to please your customers. But as an entrepreneur, you certainly have some level of control over that. And you can make choices that are good for you and you can move people on if they're not a good fit. And that that's something to be thankful for. It definitely is. When I worked in corporate America, it was the 80s. And I had to put up with a lot of harassment, sexual harassment, workplace harassment. I mean, things that you just couldn't do anything about. And the position that I was in, if I would have said anything or spoke up, 
it would have really been detrimental to my progression within that company. Little did I know I was going to be downsized and out. Had I known that, I probably would have said a few things differently or done a few things differently. But the thing is, is that you do get to choose the people you work with. And Kara, I'm very thankful for you. I've I've expressed it to you many times that this partnership, having somebody who, who steps up to the plate and who like wants to go on this ride. And I just really am appreciative of you every single day. So that's a definite blessing. And the blessings of of the other people that I get to work with, I have the most amazing clients on the planet. I adore them all. I love their mission-based businesses that grow. I love the fact that they love animals as much as I do and that we get to live in a world where we can be super authentic and I don't have to fake a lot of things. My corporate career, I had to fake a lot in order to be able to get where I needed to go because I had to bend to what that corporate policy was. And I'm really glad that I don't have to be there anymore. And the experiences being an entrepreneur has offered me, I often say my camera was a golden key because it opened so many doors for me. And being an entrepreneur and having that photography, having my camera um, and the creative artistic talent, it just opened so many doors. And I get to do what I love to do every single day. I don't feel like it's work. And to be honest, if I fell into a lottery and made $100 million, I would still want to wake up and record the business animal and work with my clients and go out and do the the equine gestalt with with clients and have business people here to work with. I would still want to wake up and do exactly what I do every day. And that's a huge blessing. I never felt that way in corporate America. I always look forward to holidays and days off because I didn't want to think about my job. Every small business owner wants to gain traction in their marketing. After three decades of working with small business owners just like you, I have developed what I call my 4x4 marketing method. In just one 90-minute session, you'll discover the four major focus areas of a successful marketing plan, and together we'll uncover where your business is getting stuck. You'll leave the session with an action plan of next steps that engage your revenue engine. Drop by bemorebusiness.com to request your session today. That's B-E-M-O-R-E business.com. See you there. So are we ready to talk about the small things yet? Oh, yeah, I think we are. Let's die. Okay. So let's face it, the small things that matter really matter. And so (laughs) some of the ones that I think I'm most grateful for, and I'm going to start right off the top. I don't have to wear pantyhose or heels ever, (laughs) ever. There's no reason for it in my business. It ain't happening. No, it isn't happening. So that's probably my biggest one right off the bat. I can wear things that are comfortable that make me feel good. I don't have to wear business suits and heels. Oh, it's giving me chills just thinking about it. Uh, Amen. Amen. What was funny when we were prepping for this episode was Kara hadn't heard of legs eggs. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I had to send her a picture of a legs egg. So back in the day, for those of you who are going, what in the heck is Kim talking about? Back in the day when I worked in corporate America, I wore legs pantyhose every single day. Like, I just want to know what the marketing person was thinking with this. You know, like, we're going to have an egg (laughs) with some restrictive (laughs) pantyhose in it for women. And ladies are going to love it. They're going to hatch their little pantyhose out of this egg. It's going to be like maternalistic. Like, I just want to know what they were thinking. (laughs) 
that's a totally different world right now, isn't it? I can oh probably Google it and find that out. I'm just going to imagine it myself, though. Well, I think it had to do with the name of the product. It was L-E-G-G, so it was a leg egg. I, I don't know. I'm guessing that's probably where it came from. I loved those stupid little eggs. I hated the pantyhose, but I loved the silly little eggs because I would use them for all kinds of crazy things. So I did a lot of crafty, crafty stuff with my legs <laughs> eggs. And I, too, am thankful I don't even own a pair of pumps anymore. I I really don't. I have given up. I have some nice flats that are okay when I have to go to really corporate-y kind of speaking engagements. But even there today, I'm starting to show up as who I am authentically. I work with animal-based businesses. And what I have to say and add to the conversation is just as important as somebody in a suit, but it's a different industry and I can show up the way I want to show up and authentically me. I don't have to fake through that. So, And my feet are very happy. They have adjusted to Ariat boots. They're not going back to heels. They've already, we've had this discussion and they're like, nope, ain't doing it. (laughs) I ain't even going to fit in those pumps anymore. I have spread out so I can enjoy my boots and you're not shoving me back in there. Another one on this list that I absolutely love that was Kara's is nobody is burning popcorn in my microwave. Oh my word. (laughs) That smell does not have to be in my house. Yeah, I don't miss that. There are people that have real issues with smells. And I do not miss stinky lunch prep, like someone reheating their salmon in the microwave or... You know, the stinky oh, smell of the dead Tuna. stuff in the back of the office fridge. Like, I don't miss that at all. In this house, oh, yeah. it is my food that's cooking. And that's it. In this, And I can, don't even yeah. smell, you know, oh, whew, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. No, no burning microwave popcorn. That is the worst smell. The only one that's worse than that is my mother used to try to make toast in the microwave every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> towards her waning years, she would put it in there and try to toast it. And that's an experiment that should never happen, by the way. Do not put toast in your microwave or put bread in your microwave and try to toast it. It turns a really ugly color of yellow. So we also get to have the best offices ever. I mean, have you ever stood? Well, I know you have because you've stood next to me. Like when we're shooting out on the powder horn, do you ever just pinch yourself and go, how on earth did I get a job that I can come do this? Where, where on earth did, where on earth did this happen? And um, please do not ever wake me up because this is just too amazing. It's so true. We get to see beautiful locations, but even more intimate than that. I mean, we get to visit all the barns. You know, we get to, I drive around in my pickup truck and I get to have this, the scenery around me as I'm listening to my podcast and heading to another job. I have a studio office that I work out of my home so I can just run downstairs and be at work. You know, and my office companions, I like to joke about, I have office companions and I talk about this sometimes when I'm talking about Fast Horse. You know, I have three very fuzzy, cuddly office companions, one of which is keeping my toes warm right now under my desk. And <laughs> they, you know, it's a, it's a, they're excellent sounding boards when I have ideas, but they also make me get up and move when I've been sitting for too long. I mean, this is really, this is really one of those things that I feel grateful for when I think about being an entrepreneur, a small business owner. Not only do we have the best offices, but we get to pick our office companions. Absolutely. So Serena <laughs> joins me every afternoon. Um, right now it's there's sun outside and my office doesn't have a spot of sun for her. So she's sleeping in the hallway in the sun. Serena is a cat, by the way. 
And uh, she's 18 and she has very pointed opinions at this point in her existence. And she believes that I should get off work at three o'clock every afternoon. So she comes in and yowls at me until I'm done and go, go sit with her on the sofa for a few minutes. And then I even out just right outside my window are my gestalt partners, my horses. Then we have our menagerie of goats and chickens. And I've had all kinds of livestock into my office office too. There's Kara has pictures of I have baby chicks on my microphone and baby goats that have baby yeah, goats. nothing is cuter than a baby goat. We'll be expecting some of those here not too far out. I think we have some January babies due. So Oh good. There'll be some maybe you can bring them into the studio again. Oh, That'd be fun. I absolutely Absolutely will. Absolutely will. But that and and the just the fact that that energy is around you all the time is is amazing. And it keeps you positive. Even when you've had a really down day, the animals can help you turn that around and make you feel special and loved and needed and positive about your future. And there's no cubicle walls. I definitely do not miss the gray drab cubicle walls of of my existence in corporate America. I'm glad that part is gone. Well, and then along that, since you're talking about cubicles, I will just add one more thing. You guys, I could not be more grateful for the fact that there is the first of all, the water cooler is not crowded. And I don't have to engage in mindless chit chat with coworkers on the way to get a drink of water. (laughs) Nothing was ever more annoying to the introvert in me than having to have meaningless conversations when I pass someone in a hallway. Maybe that makes me sound like a real a-hole, but I'm just going to let folks know now, like (laughs) I hated it so much. I would, I remember sitting in my office and thinking, does the hallway sound empty? And like, could I make it to the water cooler for a refill and back again without having to like communicate with another person? (laughs) That's so horrible, but it's so true. Um, So I get to, you know, if I want to have conversations, I can have meaningful ones instead. So yeah, I never minded the conversation. The conversations did not bother me. I, and I know that surprises no one. No one. No one <laughs> so is surprised about that. I am happy with it. I was happy with the chit chat. What I hated about it was how fake everyone was in, yes. in many of the corporate jobs yes. I held. It's they were all in the same position as me that you had to uphold a certain standard and you were trying to toe the company line in order to get ahead. And everybody felt like there was... So here's the thing. There was such a level of anxiety in the corporate environment. Like there was a constant pitch of anxiety when you walked in the door. And I don't have that here in my office. There's not anxiety. If there is, it's me creating it. So there's just no anxiety, right? There's not that level. I I just now had a hit of when I used to scan my badge walking into my corporate job, you'd scan the badge and then the door would unlock, um, which to me now would be disconcerting to go, I'm going into a building where they're going to basically lock the door behind me. And you, I would walk through that door and the level of anxiety in that building would just hit me in the face like a ton of bricks. The fact that everyone in there was constantly thinking about what they were going to say, they couldn't be authentically who they were, everything felt fake and icky. And I don't have to do that anymore. I have very authentic clients. I live around animals who are honest to a fault. And um, I work 
work with people that are very honest and forthright and are showing up as who they really are with their true everything. Definitely do not miss that part. And the one last thing on this list that I think is the most super important is I'm thankful for the Business Animal Podcast. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. I'm thankful for that too. I'll be honest. I really have enjoyed this and I hope that folks that are listening have enjoyed just us taking a break and having a feel-good episode just to kind of recenter and remember during this kind of crazy time of year that we have a lot to be grateful for as animal-based business owners. And we hope that you guys count the business animal as one of those items on your list. We love doing this every week. And we, I don't know, we just hope that you enjoy it. Let us know. So we're going to end this episode, but we're going to be on social. So pop over. And if there's something we haven't mentioned that you think is a pretty awesome thing to be thankful for in terms of being an entrepreneur, we would love to hear that from you guys. So let us know what you think. Absolutely. And have a very blessed and happy holiday season. And we'll be seeing you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.